NCAA Division One All-American wrestler Ryan Milhoff, friends from mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, a couple friends, um, and you went to you started off at Dequila High School, right? Uh, I started my first year was at Archer. Archer, oh that's right, Archer. Yep. And then you went to um, Collins Hill. Collins Hill. Yeah. Gotcha. And so you've you've wrestled all your life. Pretty much. So you I, play any other sports? Uh, so when I was younger, I did like. I wouldn't call it gymnastics because I didn't do like bars and stuff, mm-hmm. but you could call it like tumbling, mm-hmm. uh, which I give a lot of credit to a lot of my wrestling success. Yeah, I and can th- see that translating over. Yeah, and I did baseball for a little bit, but then it it kind of just became apparent one day, like, all right, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Uh, when I was like thinking of stuff to, to say, I was um, thinking back to... It was senior year prom. Do you remember coming to my house senior year prom party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Van Tassel. Yep. And you had, you, like, everybody was partying and you decided to go to the bonus room upstairs to, like, go to sleep. Yep. <laughs> you, uh, got, you got a couple of visitors. Oh, while my were gosh. Of sleeping. Uh, what was that? <laughs> yeah, how, they. How uh, loud was that? Long story short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, it it was a good night. Every everybody was having fun, and yeah. everybody was you know getting. Into I bet that. you didn't expect to wake up to that. No, see, everyone started getting into like the drinking and stuff, which was totally cool. This wasn't my thing. I was still training and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we just went upstairs and we're like, yeah, we're just gonna go to bed. It was like one a.m. anyways. Mm-hmm. And another couple snuck in, and I guess they didn't notice us sleeping or just just didn't know because you know kind of how the layout was. It's you know it was real open. Big, yeah. yeah. They didn't really know where we were there, so uh, yeah, and they just start going at it. And <laughs> finally, after a little while, we're like, uh, "Yo!" and they're like, "Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so sorry!" <laughs> and they sprinted out of the room. It was hilarious. From then on, I don't really want to hang out with Tanner. <laughs> no, I forgot about that story. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like going through like memories. Of, like the last time I saw Bill, and I was like, "Holy shit!" From yeah, senior year, so yeah, that's hilarious. So, but back to like athletic career, uh, I just had to throw that side. <laughs> yeah, side the, story. <laughs> the more important stuff. Uh, when when you were uh, when you were wrestling, like, you did you know that you like how early on did you get offers and stuff? Like, you knew that you were going to be pretty big. Um. So I remember after winning like freshman nationals, my where was that? Yeah, the Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. my freshman year. I got a couple letters in the mail, you know, I think, I think my first letter ever was from like Stanford, but it was kind of more of just like, oh, we're looking at you, yeah, Yeah. you know, fill this out, send it back, whatever, Um, but yeah, I just, I just put so much time into it, especially when I was younger that, I mean, I had to make it. (laughs) Did, Did you, I mean, I'm sure you just saw like the success you had like while wrestling at a young age and it still continued on, like it wasn't like. I mean, I just remember, I didn't even wrestle, and I had a couple friends that were wrestlers, but, you know, like, everybody knew who you were as a wrestler, because you were so good at it, and so, you, (laughs) you ended up, uh, where did you commit to, right out of high school? Uh, University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. How was that, how was that, how was that experience in Oklahoma? Man, I loved it. 
Did you? Yeah, I loved it. Oklahoma was awesome. The the city of Norman's great. I mean, it's just it's a college town. You know, I I got a lot of similar vibes out there, just as far as like uh, just characteristics. You yeah, it's kind of it's back home here in Georgia. Just they're really really focused on their football yeah. and just their college sports in general. It's just kind of a smaller town feel. Uh, the campus was. Did you visit beautiful. before like? Going, did, did you make like a, did you do an official visit out yep. there? Okay. Yep, so I, I did an official visit and then actually, like, I, I had my other visits lined up and this was the first official I took was to OU. Mm-hmm. And after I went and visited OU, I was like, all right. You sold. I sold, yeah, I called yeah. the rest of them, canceled. Yeah. They were pissed, but yeah, I, when, was, I just knew. Yeah, when I had went on a couple of my, like, recruiting visits... I went up, uh, our buddy Sam was playing at the sales up in upstate uh, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, almost like New York, and yeah. uh, we went there, we had a great time, and my, Miles, Galen, and I, okay, were, yeah, we, yeah. we were both like, we're sold, we're going here, we're going here, and then like a couple months later, we ended up going and visiting at Barry, mm-hmm. and we Barry's had, pretty. yeah, oh, it was, it was amazing, so pretty. and we had, we had a great time at Barry, we had a um, great uh, recruiters that like housed us, um, mm-hmm. I think they were sophomores, and we we were sold like I remember driving back from Rome and we were just like we we're sold on this like we're not going to go to sales we're going to stay and stay we're going to go to Barry because it was sick but yeah, yeah. It, it, I know that feeling of like you visit that one school and you're just like I'm sold on this did you have expectations going into like Oklahoma when you're like um, finally committing and you know starting school there so a bunch of wrestling tournaments especially in youth actually like a lot of the big national tournaments like take place. In Oklahoma. Okay. So we would always kind of be out there when I was younger. We'd make a trip like every year, every mm-hmm. other year. It kind of depend, and we would go compete at like the big like youth nationals called like Tulsa Nationals. Mm-hmm. So I was always out there a lot, and I I was always around just like Oklahoma State okay. and so OU you're stuff. Feel of it. You're feel for it. Yeah. yeah, I'd never been on campus or anything, but I kind of had a little feel just for like the people, the the lifestyle, just kind of like yeah. the vibe. But yeah. that's awesome, and like. They welcomed you with open arms and stuff from the get go. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. You know, it, it didn't end on the, the best of terms, but you know that that's life, right? Is that something you want to go into or not? Really? You know, it's it's water under the bridge now. You know, I I don't hold any animosity or anything towards anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just felt you. I just felt like I got stabbed in the back a little bit. You know, when scholarship money starts getting moved around without. Mm-hmm. You knowing and you know schools, yeah, firing coaches. You know a week before school starts, so now you definitely can't transfer. Yeah. And there's just a lot of just some sketchy stuff that happened. But yeah. it seems like a lot of in depth stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's it's just political. Yeah. It's all political. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the bigger the bigger you go with it, you know the the bigger political yeah. aspects start playing into it. But yeah. It is what it is, but you know, hey, that that led me to ASU. So, so you transferred there, mm-hmm. and did you make a visit before you committed there? I did. So you I transferred. I took a visit there. I took a visit to Virginia Tech. Okay, yep, got, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. Yep, and I took a visit to UNC. Mm-hmm. So really, the two it came down to was ASU and UNC. You know, because UNC was you know was close to home and mm-hmm. was right there. Uh, you know, one of my buddies. Chip Nass, who yep, was it? Yeah, two time All American for him. He was up there. And I was like, oh man, this would be sweet. Mm-hmm. 
But it was just something about ASU. I don't know. You know, I went out there and, and met with the coaches and just really, really found a liking to it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, not to mention, on my official recruiting trip, I would meet my then, you know, future wife. So yeah, I'm sure awesome. that had something to do with it. <laughs> that is awesome. So uh, was was Arizona better than like Oklahoma on like uh, skill wise? Like what what made you choose to go to Arizona? Um, it was just the, it was the atmosphere and just the wrestling culture, the culture that they were trying to bring and, and implement. Because you know ASU was wasn't really known as a wrestling powerhouse, and uh, head coach uh, Zeke Jones took the job, and he actually. I don't know if he if he left or if he just didn't resign or whatever, but he was the uh, Olympic head coach. Oh wow! And so they pulled him, and I was like, you know, I think everybody in the wrestling community was like, uh, "Holy smokes!" Yeah, like, you're gonna break the stigma of ASU. And- yeah, and you know, he started bringing in you know really good assistants, and he started really, you know, all of them, the whole coaching staff started recruiting hard, and it even went on, you know, above that. It was really like the uh, administration. Awesome. I mean, they really mm-hmm. wanted to see wrestling flourish, and mm-hmm. I mean, heck, I remember uh, this is a little funny story. One of the uh, like senior athletic director, I, I can't ever remember titles of things or positions. Anyways, uh, Coach Baki, mm-hmm. that's his name. He was I can't, no, he wasn't there in the beginning of my official recruiting trip and he called me and like we talked on the phone and then the next day I remember uh coach Pritch was like hey you got a meeting with Baki later today and Baki was in like Indiana like the day before and so we finally go up in there we meet in his office and I'm like man I thought you were in Indiana like I just (laughs) talked to you yesterday he said yeah I called a red eye uh, home I wanted to be able to meet with you and I was like what yeah like holy smokes I was like yeah I want I want this is important yeah yeah I want this guy on my you know I want this guy on my team. Yeah. I want to be on this guy's team. I, I want him to have my back. Yeah. So it was just a yeah, lot. If he was of, already willing to do that, like, yeah. he's, he's going to be willing to go. Yeah, you know. and ASU was, or OU was not at the time, wasn't wanting to, you know, release me. So I was going to have to sit out a semester. And, you know, ASU and their compliance office did a great job and, you know, just kind of kept me positive through it all. And yeah. then they got OU to release it. Yeah. And it was like, sweet. So, what was your record at Oklahoma compared to ASU? Do you remember like the specifics or no? Do you like? I, I guess if you don't remember like the numbers, do you remember like if it was better or worse? Or? Uh so my my peak, I would the the best I did was my true sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So I started as a true freshman at OU and got shellacked <laughs> all year. Yeah, I got beat up, up and down, and then in the conference. Uh, tournament which I probably wouldn't have made nationals anyways first match I go out there bang concussion Ooh. it's like holy smokes like what a horrible year yeah and uh didn't make it to nationals didn't even qualify and then sophomore year just kicked it into a new gear and then uh made it on the podium so I, I would think that my wrestling was better at OU ASU there was a lot more uh that I just had to deal with just as far as like mental or just like physical like when I got to ASU that's when all the injuries started happening you know and tore my shoulder 
broke my hand, tore two ligaments in my ankle. I mean, it was just like one thing after the next, wow. after the next. Got another concussion. I mean, it was just like, holy Jesus. smokes. And yeah. so that was harder to, to deal with. But out of the both of them, I would probably be more proud of what I did at ASU, like overcoming all that, yeah. you know, than, you know, some plaque that's, or some trophy now that's collecting dust somewhere. <laughs> You yeah. know, and to other to other people that might look more valuable, yeah. but to me it was probably on the just, wall in your yeah. dojo in the garage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little, little makeshift yeah. dojo I got. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, so was that just like? Did you just name a handful of the injuries, or were there like a lot more? Uh, that was that was a majority of them. It just you know I minor ones? tore my shoulder. Okay, you're out for ten months. Got a concussion. Was out for two, three months, mm-hmm. tore my ankle, which was going into nationals my junior year, wrestled on it, didn't do good, which hurt, yeah. <laughs> but people have wrestled on a lot worse, somehow, I don't know, shout out to them, they're crazy, Yeah, but, uh, I mean, if you love something, you're gonna, yeah, I don't know, some people react to physical pain way different, because yeah. I, that, my ankle was killing me that day, but, uh, then I was in a boot for four months after that. And then you break your hand, or yeah, then I broke my hand. And of course, going into my senior year of nationals, it just always felt like as soon as I would get over one thing, it's just like, man, the next thing comes. Like, yeah. Like, Which one would you say had like the biggest toll? Like, took the biggest toll, and you had the biggest impact. Which injury? Definitely my shoulder. Your shoulder. Yeah, because that was just as I transferred, and they hadn't. So OU hadn't given me my release for in the fall, but I actually transferred going into the spring. So if I wanted to, I could have started in the spring, mm-hmm. which was like halfway through our season, but then I could have competed and done all that. And considering how good I did the year before, I mean, I was clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. And I don't... So you're considering it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so I got there in the spring and I went to an open tournament and my shoulder had been messed up for probably about a year at that point. Uh, but... You know, OU and their trainers just kept telling me it was a separated AC joint and or a bruised AC joint. And told me to suck it up. I was like, okay. So after a while, he just learned to suck it up. Yeah. And then uh, went to a tournament. Where was it? It was Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. And was in the semis and just felt my shoulder kind of give out a certain way. Ended up finishing the match and it was like, man, I can't even lift my arm above my head. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, called Zeke. Pulled me for the tournament, came back, got an MRI, and yeah, my labrum was like gone. Yeah. It was pretty much over. Yeah. And so it's like, man. So that was tough because, you know, I was kind of throwing the hat around about maybe, you know, pulling my red shirt and going in there. And uh, that that was hard. So the kid, at the time he was a kid, but not anymore, but uh, that I beat to. All American, so like in the round, like the blood round, my mm-hmm. junior year, came back and won nationals the next year. Oh shit! Yeah, so I mean, the the guy this is legit. Yeah, but just me mentally, like sitting there in a sling, is like, oh yeah. my gosh, like this was it. This yeah. is supposed to be my year. Yeah, that's good to know. Like, ah, oh. yeah. it, it was it was yeah. tough. That was tough mentally. Yeah, and then you said so. Then you hurt your hand right before nationals, and that was your senior year. Yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, kind of after all the mental stuff. And I decided to come back. So and, that was after the mental stuff? Yeah. Oh, so okay. So based on. It was like the, triple decker. It was just like boom, boom, boom. Wow. Okay. So 
the article I had mentioned to you before that mm-hmm. I read, it almost seemed as if, um, unless I read it incorrectly, I did read it at like 1am last night, but <laughs> um, it said that all this, like, you know, the mental breakdown stuff happened after you broke your hand before Nationals. Like, when did, when did, when did all the, you know, the so, mental stuff happen? all of this actually happened before Nationals. This all happened around, like, late December, early January, so... Everything was really fine, and then I got a concussion in December mm-hmm. at the Midlands tournament, like my first match, and dinged myself up pretty good. Like, yeah. just it's kind of embarrassing looking at the video, but I just basically just slipped and just went just head first right into the mat, and it was kind of like an older mat, you mm-hmm. know, so it was a little tougher, and yeah. that one messed me up a good bit. And then it just kind of seemed like after that. Things just kind of went like a little haywire, mm-hmm. you know. Like you, you start feeling different and not being able to to focus as much. And you know, one thing they do know, like scientifically now, is if you have such things like anxiety and depression, concussions will, you know, basically it's like putting gas on a fire, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, I was taking some, you know, like muscle relaxers and stuff like that, which were prescribed by the doctor and. I was taking a lot more than I should have been, and I think that, you know, messed up my head mm-hmm. a good bit as well. But, so that, so this all happened, like, after my concussion. Yeah. So, and then, got over that, you know, went through all that, and then decided, what the heck, I got a couple weeks left, I'm just gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So I came back, wrestled at Pac-12s, got second, and then it was, like, three days after that I broke my hand. <laughs> So, do you mind, like, I guess going in a little more depth about, like, the mental health, like, with that, yeah. during, like, the, the depressive state, because, um, maybe I'll let you explain more, but, um, you know, my, I have, like, a little bit of experience with myself with anxiety and depression, Yeah. Um, but my father committed suicide as well, uh, my freshman year of high school, and so, you mm-hmm. know, that definitely had a big, you know, had a heavy toll on me, and um, it's definitely changed who I am, but, like, I don't know if I'd say it wasn't for the better because, you know, I, yeah. I, I like who I am today, but, um, you know, it's hard shit. It's not easy. And, you know, and I know a lot of other athletes who go through stuff like that where, you know, injuries after injuries, you know, pile up and it's just, it takes its toll on you. And, you know, I don't want to say you mentally become weak, but, you know, it, it takes such a heavy toll that, you know, it kind of twists your vision and how, you know, you act so yeah you know, do you mind like going in a little bit on that like, yeah no ab- absolutely i mean you know this is stuff that affects people every day mm-hmm. and you know i think it's something that's finally able to uh had some light shed on it absolutely. or you know something that's able to actually now be talked about yeah you know and that's and, what i want to do on here as well yeah is, like, break the stigma for the people that don't voice a lot of the stuff that are holding back like hopefully you can use these stories that you're hearing like yours yeah and you know i mean it'll shine some light and break the stigma you know because as males we're told to be this like tough guy like if you have any problems it's it's like it's weak shit pretty much like yeah you're supposed to just you know wipe you know suck it up your shoulder yeah suck it up and just keep going but you know if it's I think that's a terrible mentality to have or, you know, a societal, like, stigma to have. Yeah. If you get to a certain a certain point, you know, that you just got to 
let off the gas every now and then. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you you just need a reality check. You know, it kind of goes back to the old saying, and it was kind of the same in my situation, that your biggest enemy is going to be the one in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's been true since day one, you know. Just in my experience of wrestling, 99% of the guys, the athletes, we're all in good shape. We're all strong. We're all flexible. We all know what we're doing. But it's a mental game. Yeah, it's a comes down to the biggest muscle in the human body, the brain. Yep. And, and, that's holding up. and you know, so that's what it kind of comes down to. So basically to, to end up, you know, kind of where I ended up was, you know, just a very depressed and, you know, just kind of uh, very, you know, I, I would say anxious, but kind of like hope, hopeless at the same time, you know, because it was just, you know, I put so much in. To mm-hmm. wrestling, you know, since I was, you know, six years old. But, you know, not only me, you know, my family, my parents, uh, everybody, you know, that, that was around me that had been, you know, such a big part of my success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had that, that taste of success, you know, I wanted it again. I felt like my my wrestling ceiling was a lot higher. It just felt like something just kept getting in the way. Yeah. And when you, I lived the right lifestyle... You know, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, you know, I didn't take shortcuts, and these things just kept happening. Yeah. It's like, you, you've done everything right, and like, how can how can you have this outcome when you've done everything right yeah. throughout the journey? Yeah, and so, I mean, really, I just got to a point where I just started blaming myself, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, the devil winning, you know, and that's just negative thoughts winning, because, yeah. you know, how how that wins is by making you feel alone. Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't like to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and I just got really just like insecure and I didn't know really what my life's purpose was. Because, you know, up, up until that point, it might sound silly, but like up until that point, you tell anyone Ryan off, they're going to think wrestling. They're going to think wrestling, you know, and that's just how I was. It, wrestling it's revolved. Yeah, it was my identity. Yeah. I mean, that was. That's all that was, and for that to just be shattered, mm-hmm. you know, not once, not twice, not three, not four, and it's just like, holy smokes. Yeah. It's like, I'm running out of time, yeah. and my body's running out of, you know, holding up on me. Yeah. And I just, just basically just went into like this, this depressive mode, and I kind of just started going through the motions, and was, you know, taking anxiety pills and you know painkillers they're not painkillers uh muscle relaxers and i was just kind of like you know just going through the flow and everything and one day i just was you know too much basically you know and and it wasn't like i had a bad day or anything you know just just came home you get caught up in your thoughts and you know next thing you know my fiance finds me in the bathtub a bunch of pills yeah. What so? What was your mentality when you came to like after? Like what? What like when you know when you woke up and like the hospital yeah. stuff? What was your like mental state? Like what you? What were your realizations when when you you know came to? Um. It was tough. It was yeah. tough. You know because on on one hand, you know you. As a male, it's hard asking for help, regardless. Absolutely, any type of help. You know, and then when you go through something like this, you know, they're gonna help you whether you like it or not. Absolutely. And you know, ASU were, was all over it. 
uh, you know, called my parents, called, you know, I mean, they were, they were really great at, you know, keeping everybody calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know how I felt about it at the time. There was a lot of people there, you know, that were there for me. The, the biggest look kind of on everybody's face was like, holy crap. I had no idea. Yeah. Was was mostly the look. Yeah. And I feel like my look to them was how did you guys not know? Yeah. But you know, yeah. as as a male, that's you know what we do, we hide things. Absolutely. And we try to we try to uh deal with it ourselves. And mm-hmm. I remember just waking up and just kind of being like, Okay, I can't do this anymore. Like mm-hmm. this I can't or I can't do it on my own anymore. Like obviously I'm gonna have to get help, something's gonna have to happen because you know, like I said earlier, if I, you know, I'm willing to die for it, I don't want to die for it like this, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, I started getting the, the help I needed. and mm-hmm. So from a, from a, I guess, a different point of view, a different standpoint of somebody who had a loved one, you know, that went through with it, you know, the, you know, the act of committing suicide, um, you know, my first thing was, I was furious. I was like, how could you not see that, like, the outside people who loved you, like, why would you not reach out for any type of help? Like, and like you said, with males, you don't ask for help. You don't ask for financial help. You don't ask for any type of help. You're supposed to do it on your own because your grandparents have done it. Your grandfathers have done it themselves. Your your dad did it themselves. Like, everybody in the past, everyone you know, they've just done it. And so it's like, you know, when I when I found out, I was just so mad. I was like, how did, how could you not ask for help? How could you not, you know, see how much people loved you and how much impact you had on their lives for you to do something like this? And so that, that was the biggest thing with me. It was like, you know, I've had like depressive states. I don't, I, I wouldn't say I've gotten to like that far. Just, I think because of what I've already experienced yeah. and like knowing that the toll it takes on like a loved one. So I think when you, like you said, when you saw the faces of your, you know, your family and like your fiance when he came to, it's just like, I need help. And like, that's, that's definitely the things I've gone through myself. Yeah. I've had like terrible breakdowns where, you know, out of nowhere, I'd be at a bar and I'd literally start bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And it was embarrassing. And it's like, you know, my girlfriend and I would leave the bar and she'd take me back and she, you know, comfort me and stuff. And we'd like talk, but it was like, that happened multiple times. And she was like, she it wasn't like she was threatening me whatsoever but it, she was like you you obviously need some type of help like yeah she's like i know you like to talk to me but i'm not a therapist so like yeah you need to like talk to somebody get some help because this isn't healthy and like she's like i love you and i love who you are and this isn't you and so yeah. like that you know that that was like the biggest you know spotlight shown you know shine on me that was just you know show me like i need to reach you know reach out to somebody for help and like I do need I, I can't do it all myself as much as I would love to do it myself and you know I want to have that you know mentality like or stick to that male or I wouldn't say I would love to stick to that male stigma that that you can do it yourself but it was just so ingrained in me that yeah. it, it was hard to like break away from that and yeah like that's I, I wanted to say thank you so much for sharing your story yeah, about that course. because like there's so many people that go through that you know, even if they're like NARPs or they're athletes, like they go through stuff like that. And so, um, I would think hearing somebody's story of like coming through and like realizing after the impact it had is, um, very important for others to hear, you know? So, 
Well, I mean, we're all the same, and mm-hmm. that's really what it is at the end of the day. I mean, whether you're an athlete, a nerd, a, a jock, I mean, yeah. wh- whatever you are, yeah. like, we're all the same. Yeah. Our minds, you know, work the same way. We might value some things different, morals might be a little bit different, but at the end of the day, we're all the same. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have in your bank account or don't have in your bank account. Yeah. At some point, you're probably going to go through similar things. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that that would be my advice is, you know, again, don't appear weak because everybody's going through it. Yeah. Everybody's going through it. Reaching out for help doesn't mean you're weak. No. It just means you're mature. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I learned that afterwards, you know, and some people don't learn that until they're 60, 70, 80 years old. But, you know, just because I can't deal with it on my own doesn't make me less of a man. Absolutely. It just means I need to swallow my pride, learn my lesson, and go yeah. get some help. <laughs> That's facts. That's yeah, absolutely. So now that you're done with wrestling, you've just landed a coaching job. Yes, yes. I uh, got offered and accepted the the head coaching job at my uh, alma mater high school, uh, Collins Hill. That's incredible. That's awesome. I mean, how how stoked were you when you? When you landed that, uh, it was. Was it more of them? You reached out to them. They reached out to you. Or? So they they reached out to me, um, which I didn't expect. I mean, I'm only 24, mm-hmm. you know, and so I was an assistant, you know, at the time, and with my old head coach from Collinsville. So funny how he was things. Still there? Uh, no, he was oh. at South Forsyth, and so oh. we were at South Forsyth oh, together yeah, 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 this yeah. past year. It's funny how things come full circle yeah but they reached out and you know asked if i'd be interested and you know kind of interviewing for it and i said yeah sure and we went from there i mean i didn't know if they were going to be serious or not you know just because of my age but Mm -hmm. you know they've they've got a lot of faith in me and so i was i was excited what made you want to go into coaching (sighs) you know it's tough because i i really didn't think getting out of college and you know finally being done with wrestling I didn't think I was going to to go into coaching I didn't think I was going to go into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then you know like two years before or two days before you know my senior year at NCAAs boom I break my hand and that's it career's over mm-hmm. I mean you know yeah. I, I could go compete freestyle if I want to and just get shellacked so I'll pass on that <laughs> uh so that was it for me I mean, it was yeah. like boom your career's over and when you get to, you know, looking back on it and just the the things that I was able to accomplish, um, the things that I was able to do, uh, and these are, you know, I'm just talking about things that, I, you know, I hold to myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about what anybody else thinks because nobody else went through it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so just the things that I was able to overcome, the the limits I was able to push myself to, the the way that I was able to be, you know, just so dedicated to something, you know, that's... You know, that's what I put a lot of value into. So, long story short, to circle it all back around, started kind of getting in, coming back, doing some privates with some people, and, you know, kind of sharing this knowledge, you know, kind of like I am now, just like other coaches have, you Mm -hmm. know, shared to me. And just seeing, you know, just some individuals and the impact that can have on some individuals and the way they're, you know, they grow and, you know, mature and, you know, then then have an impact on other people. And to, to know that, you know, maybe I can have an impact on someone just the way, you know, hundreds of other people have had an impact on me. Yeah. It's a good feeling, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, so I'm a, a I coach JV lacrosse at North Atlanta High School. Okay. Um, 
And I think when I applied for that and, you know, got on, I just wasn't ready to let lacrosse go. Like, I wasn't ready to let sports go. Like, I wanted to be involved in some way because that's all I knew my entire life mm-hmm. was sports. And so, uh, you know, it's funny to think of myself at the age of the kids I coach because I do sophomore, freshmen and sophomores, mm-hmm. you know, only. And so it's, 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 it's hilarious to see, you know, myself in them. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> how they act and stuff, and you, oh, know, you yeah. just think you're so grown at that age, and you're so, oh, you're so vulnerable. You, I don't know. It's funny, but you know, part like I want to be a mentor, I want to be a coach to them, but at the same time, these kids are so hard headed that they just want to learn on their own, and that's the best thing that you can do is just let them stub their toe on their own instead of you telling them, hey, watch out, you're gonna stub your toe. Just let them do it, and you know, learn the hard way. But that's how we learned. You grow up, you know. What I mean? Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's funny to see you while coaching, um, you know, everything that, you know, you see in your Yeah, game. yeah, like, you're just looking back and just, yeah. you know, being like, man, I was just there. Yeah, you know? literally. And so that's a, that was the part about, you know, taking the, the head coaching job is, like, I'm going to be able to, you know, relate to my guys real well. Yeah. You know, their high school sucks and, you know, this sucks, <laughs> cutting away yeah. sucks. yeah. So. Man, I got a girlfriend, and she's mad at me. She won't text me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I remember those days. Yeah. And I'm not talking like I remember those days in the 80s. I remember those days like seven years ago. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I, I get it. And so I think that'll be have that'll you, be cool. Have you noticed a difference in, um, I don't know, in athlete, young athletes, in, like high school athletes, compared to the way you were? Like I have. Like I've noticed that... Um, and maybe it's just a person I was, but even if I didn't like a coach or didn't like something the coach was doing, I just showed up and I did it anyways. And I put, you know, I put my all into it. And then after I told them, Hey, like, I think that we could have done this, you know, to get a better outcome rather than the way you went about it, rather than like outlashing during practice, yeah. which I've noticed a lot of, um, you know, now when I'm coaching a lot of kids, they're, they're quick to throw in the towel they're quick to just like transfer and do something different because they don't like somebody in which I feel like we didn't do growing up. Like, you know, if we well, didn't... when, when we grew up, they didn't give out participation trophies. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, there are plenty of tournaments I went to. You lost, you don't get nothing. You go home. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, but the lessons that you learn, yep. you know, when I, when I look back on my career, you want to say the biggest learning and like changing points in my life and my career was probably from my losses or it was from or it was from my down points yeah and so by missing out on those you know critical you know life lessons and you know being able to fail and deal with failure you know that's that's there's a lot to be said about that yeah, when absolutely. you take that away and okay you get a trophy just because your mom paid 25 dollars to the booster club like yeah. it doesn't do any good for yeah. anybody literally i i agree um and it's funny that you said that a lot of your, you know, the mental notes that you've taken were from your losses, you know, a yeah. lot of the lessons you learned from your losses. And this life coach I'm seeing now, she told me to write five memories down of when I was a kid that impacted me a lot. And every single one of them was a negative one. And it yeah. was funny. She was like, we're noticing a pattern. She's like, you always remember the negative impacts in your life rather than the positive ones just because I think everyone's it's human instinct. Yeah. It's human instinct, yeah. you know, and it's 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 so easy. It's a snowball effect. Yeah. You know, you you have one thing negative and 
it'll hold a grudge on you for the whole day or for the whole week, whole month, however long it is. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing I had to work on and like, you know, therapy and rehab and all that was mm-hmm. being able to, you know, control your thoughts and being able to recognize like you kind of start going down, you know, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. Okay. Now, oh, I don't want to brush my teeth and, you know, lights yeah. brighter. Oh, now I got to get my car. It's early for work. Work sucks. I mean, it's just a snowball effect. Yeah. And then you just... You know, you're always just negative, but yeah. when you know when when you're able to sit back and kind of pick out positive aspects and positive, you know, points, life ain't that bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like you said, these kids being handed participation trophies is not doing them any you know any good now that they're they're getting to the grown up world. I mean, like we cut kids and literally, I mean, I get emails and the head coach gets emails why their kid. You know, he played last year, but he didn't make the team this year. It's like, well, I didn't see any improvement from last year. And they're like, well, he played this club team, and, you know, they did this and this and this, but they didn't win any of the tournaments. But it's like they still got some, you know, they got some type of trip. They got something good out of it, so they thought that they were improving and doing yeah. better. And it's like, no offense, buddy, but you weren't. And it's that's so hard for me to, like, because I'm such a nice, like, yeah, right. it's so hard to... person that I can't be like, buddy, you suck. Yeah, it's so hard to you know sometimes to to convey that to yeah. to parents and stuff yeah, you know yeah. just to be like, like look, but you know, it's life. It is yeah. I mean, again, you've worked, I've worked. You're gonna have bosses that don't like you. You know, you're gonna go to job interviews and they're not gonna pick you. You know, it, I mean, it just happens. Yeah. So what are you gonna do in life when that happens? Yeah. You know, you're just gonna jump ship, run back to you know mom every time. Yeah. You know, you got to grow up at some point. Yeah, you know, exactly. again, it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You got to be able to fail and not take it personal. Yeah. You know, fail, okay, move forward. Fail, okay, move forward. Yeah. You know, but the second yeah. you just give up or start making excuses. And I think this, I, mean, you're I in think trouble. that mentality, uh, you know, translates over to like the workforce uh, mm-hmm. so much just because, yeah, I mean, and it, it's going to be completely different things, but. You know, how are you going to take these L's and be able to overcome the L's, you know, to do something great, you know, and... Because here's the thing, the L's, inevitable. Yeah. They're going to come. Yeah. I don't care who you are, what you're doing, they're going to hit you, you know, and how are you going to respond? Yeah, exactly. And it was so, I mean, I've never heard anybody say this before, and I'm not going to say it's my saying, but there's a reason that L becomes before M in the alphabet, you know what I mean? You gotta get, in, you gotta go past the L's before coming up on the M, like. Yeah, before you start moving on, I mean, yeah. you gotta take the L's. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Cause that's part of life. You know, if everything was just uppity up, yeah, it'd be heaven. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And yeah. that's not we gonna happen. Be, we wouldn't have had most of this discussion we've had during this podcast no. about the downsides. No, no, we wouldn't have anything. Yeah. You but know? the great part is that, you know, and hopefully, like, like I've mentioned before, people take this and, you know, apply it in their life, like, you're going to have downs, but it's what you do after those downs in your life that really determine how, you know, your outlook on life is going to be and what you do with your life and how it translates over to the workforce when you're done with sports and you're in ARP and like, you know, all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I, honestly, I, you know, I don't want to like be a dead horse, but I feel <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. can also talk forever. So yeah, once again, I have so much respect for you for, you know, sharing your story and shining light on this male stigma and, um, Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for asking. You know, thanks Absolutely. for letting me be a part of it. Of course. You know? um, I, honestly, like when I read that story, I was like, this guy is going to be a great candidate 
uh, you know, for an interviewee or, you know, to have on the yeah, podcast. And absolutely. I, I'm glad you agreed to do it. And, you know, like, I'm glad, you know, we discussed the depths of it before that we were comfortable with it. So, yeah, um, of course. Is there anything like you want to say to listeners, uh, any insights, any, you know, any influential words that you want to say before? Uh, just, you know, when it gets hard and you start feeling alone, just know you're not. Yeah. You know, that's that's the biggest thing is how this thing wins, you know, how negativity wins or depression, anxiety, however it wins, it's going to make you feel isolated and alone mm-hmm. and know that you're not and know that it's okay to ask for help. Know that it's okay to go and talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make you any less of a person because as tough as, you know, people want to think I am, must not be that tough because, you know, I had to go through this as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, we're all the same. We all go through the same trials and tribulations. You just got to come out the other end. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. I want, yeah, once again, thank you so much. It's honestly an incredible story. And I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of feedback on how much they love the story. So I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope. Think, I'll share it with you, too, when, uh, whenever I get the feedback. So Absolutely. Uh, we'll have to get you back on here as well. Sounds you, good. You're, you're, you're great when it comes to talking. Like, conversation flows so easily so good if i have to get you back on here so absolutely well thank you yes sir take it easy once again, a huge thank you to Ryan Milhoff for coming on and sharing his touching story you know he's an incredible guy and he made interviewing him so easy and i really enjoyed it um i thought this would be a great time to share his story as well with it being mental health awareness month and you know it touched me and i hope you know if somebody is going through similar things that him and I both are going through or have gone through. I hope you guys can utilize that in a positive way in your life to create a better outcome like he has now that he's coaching. And after he shared me, um, once he shared his story, that he was surprised how many other athletes reached out to him saying that they went through the same exact thing as him. So, guys, just know that you're not alone out there. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any suggestions on questions you want to hear from interviewees, um, please DM me on Instagram at lifeasanarp or email me lifeasanarp at gmail.com. And uh, I would be more than happy to apply those in my next interview. So I look forward to next week and I hope you guys take care.